Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. To Ray and Tay today. Talking sports with friends. Bella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Race. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is definitely a football Friday, but we got to talk some hoops, maybe even a couple of baseball signings. We'll see. But check us out, RayandTayToday.com, like always. You know the social media. Ray, not much to talk about Thursday night. But I will ask you this, in the Broncos win, another guy out for the season, Trevor Simeon, also Adrian Peterson for the Cardinals. Despite all the injuries, I think the main thing that I'm fascinated by this year, in the last Thursday night game of the year, could this be one and done for the coach of the Broncos, Vance Joseph, and is it the end of Chuck Pagano and potentially anywhere from four to maybe 14 head coaches could be on the hot seat or fired. What are your thoughts? Where are we headed with those teams and, and maybe some others? No, 14 is too high. There's only 32 teams in the, in the NFL. So you're basically saying all the teams that don't make the playoffs, their coaches are going to get fired. That's too much. So I think the normal number is five, six, seven. And I think that's about yeah, right. An average six, for, six point eight, yeah. Pagano is probably uh, worn out as welcome. Now, it's a tough to go out in the season that Andrew Luck misses. So, you know, there might be one more season in there for him. And, and maybe you set a 10 and six, you know, pretty high standard, one and five. But um, I don't think you could you could fire Vance Joseph. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're telling me that in the most important position in all of sports, you're choosing between Trevor Simeon and uh, your boy uh, from last night. Oh God, the name Brock blank. Your boy, Osweiler, yeah. Brock Osweiler, right? So that's that's not giving a guy a good enough shot. Now, granted, the defense is disappointing. Um, they were supposed to be an elite level defense, but you know what? If your if your offense doesn't make first downs, and if your offense doesn't possess the ball, and they actually have some talent, you know, talented running backs, but between the offensive line, the quarterback, there's a lot that went wrong. You can't you can't fire a coach after one year. I, th- I think you got to at least give them two. I, I you and I both think three is about right in the NFL, even with the short, you know, with the short leash. So I don't think you fire Vance Joseph Pagano. I don't. Think I think saved, Chuck, I think Chuck is gone, right? Yeah, the Chuck is gone. Thing. The Sunday Night Football Raiders, Cowboys, both those teams could switch coaches. Marvin Lewis might retire or be fired. You don't know if the Browns are going to keep Hugh Jackson. 
Even though they said they would, the owner, the GM Dorsey's like, ah, I don't, you know, it's going to be fascinating, Ray. I think we're going to be shocked. I'm going to say something like eight or nine above the average. Really? Okay. Well, you yeah. figure, you figure Giants are in a position where they're in an interim coach scenario, so that might yeah. be one uh, right there. And, you know, the, the three or four you just mentioned get you up to five real quick, and all you need is two, three more, and you're right there. So, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know that it'll be that big uh, a number, but, look, there's definitely going to be turnover. So if, if you've got your papers ready, if you're ready to interview, let's go. Get, get your resume ready. Get You know, throw it in there. Well, let's get to week 15. Big, big weekend for fantasy football in the semifinals. You know, Taylor made is, is up to bat, and – I uh, I think I got a shot, so we'll see. But crucial games, obviously Saturday you have the Bears-Lions, you know, big for the Lions, not so much for the Bears. But let's start picking with the, the real game. The winner is probably going to win the AFC West. Chargers at Chiefs, stab at it first, Ray. What's going to happen? Chiefs won the first go-round. What happens this time? And this one is in Kansas City, where the Chiefs historically have had a pretty good home field advantage. You know what? I picked the Chargers to win this division after the last couple weeks, right? I thought the Broncos would win the division going into the season. But it's hard for me to go against Kansas City at home on a primetime game. I think they found Kareem Hunt again. I think that Alex Smith, when he needs to, makes plays, and the defense also is, at times, can be, I don't want to say dominant, but can be very good. So I'm going to say, by virtue of the home field advantage, Kansas City Chiefs squeak one out. They they turn your boy Rivers over a couple times, and they win, I'll say, 24-23. I think Rivers, Allen, who's moved up to, I think, third or fourth in, in, in receiving now, having a great season. Gordon, your boy Hunter Henry, Bosa and Ingram. Ray, this team is on a mission and like special ed, and I think they're going to be like, yo, we got it made and take care of the Chiefs. 26-24, I'm down with Rivers, the gunslinger. If they do win the division and, and, and really wind up, you know, maybe the fourth seed, Phillip Rivers could definitely have some MVP votes. I'll say that. I'll take the Chargers 26-24. The Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills, T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor's back. Cutler, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a snowstorm or not. What you got in this one? Amazingly, these two teams have an outside chance at the playoffs. They still Especially do. Buffalo, if they win oh, Buffalo right, they're 8-6. and six. And I think that Buffalo will win the game. I just don't think Miami's that good. They surprised New England. That was their game of the year. They had that big victory that they can check off. But ultimately, I think the Buffalo Bills at home do what we thought they could do in the first quarter of the season, which is play D, maintain possession. Tyrod Taylor doesn't turn it over. And Shady McCoy is still one of the best backs in the league. So they they win a close, low-scoring game. I'll say Buffalo wins 24-20. Totally agree with everything you said. I'll take them. It might be some points. I don't know about the weather, but I'll take them um, 27-23. Should be interesting. Um, 
look, there's definitely some bum games, but the next big one, you have the 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 maybe the goat in terms of talent. Aaron Rodgers coming back, but he's coming back, Ray, at a time where they need to run the table and they play the Panthers, Vikings, and then Lions. But then it's also all these other teams need to lose, and they're at the Carolina Panthers. Now the Panthers have some controversy. Evidently, Jerry Richardson, the owner, is being investigated. Some stuff is going down. I don't know the whole deal. But I just think too little, too late. And Rodgers plays good, but I don't think they're in sync enough. So I don't think he's getting his Justin Timberlake on. I'm going to take the Panthers 26-24 to edge out the Packers, Ray. So is Richardson playing? <laughs> he better not be too old. So then they'll be all right. Since <laughs> Jerry will not be on the field, I don't think the distractions will work. Luke Keekly and Killa Cam and McCaffrey is yes, doing exactly. all Exactly. They'll be on the field. And like you said, Green Bay, even with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, needs miraculous performances by Aaron and he shoulders a lot of the weight and, and Brett Hundley did a, did a fair job, you know, but ultimately you need to give even Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks of game time under his belt. So they're not good enough to go into Carolina, even with, when, when he was healthy, you know, 10 weeks ago and beat the Carolina Panthers. So I think they won't do it now. They'll score some late points to make it close, but I think ultimately Carolina dominates the game I'll say they win 28-17. 28-20, I'll say. Hmm. Okay. Um, look, I, I, we both, you know, want to see Nick Foles do good, and we'll see what happens with the Giants. I wish they would start Davis Webb. Not really a game worth picking, but it's just, you know, one to keep your eye on. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks, Ray. Um this is fascinating because the Rams have got to like get it back, you know, after losing to the Eagles, but at the same time, the Seahawks, this is a must win and they're at home. I know the Rams have been playing better, but I just think the Seahawks after that loss to Jacksonville, they're going to be home and they're going to be ready. They're going to step up. I think they take care of business. I think both quarterbacks, both teams put up a lot of points. I'm going to say 31, 27, Seahawks over the Rams in, in sort of like a non-traditional NFC West battle where it's normally nine to six between these teams. I'm going to say 31-27, Doug Baldwin, and then, you know, just the whole Russell Wilson show. And you know what he said? That Aaron Donald is the best defensive player he's ever played against, which is not a stretch, but that's just fascinating, you know. That's a lot of praise, and we love him on the field. As long as his head is on right, he has a chance to be an all-time great. Yeah, he's a monster. Having said, having said all of that, I just don't think the Rams are the type of team yet to be able to go up to Seattle Oof. and punch the bear in the mouth and say, look, this is our division. We're taking it. And we can do this on the road. They may still win the division on tie breaks and whatever, but I just don't think that in a four o'clock game, one o'clock local, that they're going to go into Seattle and go, you know, and flex on the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle has too much pride. Russell Wilson has too much 
at stake. This is, like you said, a must-win for Seattle, not a must-win for the Rams, only a must-win if they're going to win the division outright. I think Seattle wins. I think that the, both defenses step up here. And I'm not saying it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I'll say it'll be middle of the road. So I'll say 27-24, your Seattle Seahawks defend home turf. Yeah, I don't know if the Rams are quite ready yet to knock them in the mouth. Uh, look, this could be the, the, the prelude to the AFC championship, the Patriots at the Steelers, obviously with that big Dolphins win, which we both picked incorrectly. The Steelers are up one game, so if they can hold off the Patriots and Gronk coming back and beat them, they will basically have the number one seed wrapped up. Um, this is hard. Juju's back. But, you know, what scared me is 39-38 over the Ravens and not having Ryan Shazier, who is starting to do therapy, good news. I just get nervous. But one thing that I did see and people aren't talking about, Brady's a little banged up. We know he's a little older. He's still great. And, you know, Monday night was a fluke in a sense. But not in the sense that the hits he's been taking. He's got that sore Achilles. And I think the Steelers, with the home field, the fuel of Shazier, I think the Steelers actually squeak out a classic of a game. 30-28, the Steelers win on a Boswell 47-yarder at the end. And the Steelers, uh, you know, Juju eats. Le'Veon, they'll try to stop him in the run game. He'll get six receptions for 70 yards. And Antonio... He, no one's stopping him. He'll have about eight, nine receptions. So 30 to 28 Steelers over the Patriots. Like your girl Amy Winehouse said, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't see I can't see the Patriots losing two in a row. I just can't. I think they need this game. Gronk is back. They want to get their groove back heading into the playoffs. And I, I, I want to see this game in January and not so much in December. And hopefully we will as a one and a two seed. And this game will obviously determine, certainly if Pittsburgh wins, who's the one and who's the two. But this game will be great. What bothers me about Pittsburgh is they give up too many points. And they require Roethlisberger um, and more so uh, Brown and Bell to be, you know, tremendous. And what your boy tends to do Belichick and, and Matt Patricia, his defensive coordinator, they tend to take somebody away. So you could probably assume that Bell is going to get uh, uh, the focus, although Brown might get double teamed depending on what, what point of the game but it see, is. That's where Juju okay. and Rodgers and Brian and Jesse James and McDonald and then Bell out of the yeah, backfield. I'll roll you the dice with all of them. Except for Le'Veon Bell. I'll roll the dice with all of those guys, with Smith, Schuster, and you know, Jesse, the lyrical Jesse James, I, you know, I, I, I'm okay with all of that if I'm the Patriots. So I think the Patriots win a close game. And like you said, I think it'll be a, a, a very interesting, you know, the, the question is, do they, do they roll out the whole playbook? Bless you. Do they roll out the whole playbook or do they hold stuff back? Because these two mm. teams know each other and chances are very good, probably better than 50%. No, they'll that's meet a good point. In, in a month. So, but you know what's fascinating also about it? Where the Patriots normally do their short screen passes and stuff, right? They don't have the Edelman, and Hogan and Amendola have been unhealthy and inconsistent, and it's just Gronk. And I feel like Cooks, 
and Brady have connected just a little bit. I don't know if he's ready to, but, you know, step into this situation and take it look over. Look for their backs. Look for their backs to play an important role in the passing game. And that's something that might give your Steelers a little bit of trouble because you lose some speed and you lose some athleticism back there in the linebacking core. And there might be some mismatches there with, with Deion Lewis and, and uh, Gillis. You might have to, I don't know, you might have to count for those backs. And, you know, Brady. Oh, no, I agree. As long as, I'm nervous. As long as Brady can get the ball out and, and Rex in effect. As long as you can get that ball out of Brady's hands in under three seconds, you know what? You won't be able to hit him. You won't be able to get that Achilles tested. So I think it'll be a close game, but I think ultimately yeah. the Patriots. Cameron Hayward, the son of Ironhead. That's that's the key. Him and T.J. Watt, Vance Wynn. I will say this. Our secondary is better this year than we were in the NFC, AFC Championship last year. That's and I true. think we'll be true. better in the AFC Championship this year because you'll also get back – Joe Hayden. He's not going to be here this week, but he'll be there for that game. So we'll see. So let's ride out on your boys for the NFL. The Cowboys at the Raiders. This could have been a classic game with both teams having 10, 11 wins and a Sunday night game and all this stuff. And now it's like the loser goes home really bad and the winner probably still goes home really sad. So in that case, I'm going to say the Raiders with Crabtree and Cooper being a little bit healthy and active and Lynch starting to run the ball. I think the Raiders just squeak out a win over the Cowboys, even though Rod Smith is looking good and Sean Lee is back. I just think the Raiders, the home crowd is going to be like one of their, you know, last hurrahs. I think they edge out the Cowboys 24, 23. You know what? I agree with that. I think the Cowboys are not explosive enough to take the show on the road. Cole Beasley be easy, and Michael Irvin have shown that they can get shut down. The running game is showing. Yes, Brian. You're going back to Michael Irvin, who's a grandfather, by the way. How about that? How how crazy is that? Desi (laughs) Dez, even though he's riding up, he and Witten are both climbing the the all-time touchdown train. (laughs) But they're just not explosive. They just can't make plays. And I think the Oakland Raiders can. Uh, They can get the ball to their two dynamic wide receivers, Mark Cooper, a little bit of the dropsies. But uh, Crabtree, I mean, they're just solid up the middle. Again, we picked them to go, you know, make the playoffs. So I think they have pride. One of the last games this season, you know, uh, fans will start getting sentimental about the move to Las Vegas. I think Oakland wins. I think they win fairly easily. I'll say 27-20. You know, I just had a vision, Ray. Your Cowboys need to try to get disgruntled Martavius Bryant on that team for next season because you need to upgrade and receiver. I think that would be fascinating. I think the two teams might, you know, have to try to work something out. But let's ride out with the NBA. I mean, so much going on. LeBron versus Lonzo last night and the talk and the rumors, will he be a Laker next year? You know, probably not, whatever. But the one thing I will say, as much as people are ripping and hating on this young Lonzo ball, his stats are really not that bad. I mean, he's giving you now like 10, 8 and 8 almost, or, you know, 7 and a half and 7 and a half. Last night he had 13, 11 and, and 8. And LeBron, another triple-double, just, you know, amazing. But 
you know, I got to say, Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram really showed up. Ingram is playing ball. Kuzma's probably rookie of the year. And then, you know, you throw in Donovan Mitchell at Utah, who's killing it, and some other guys. But um, how impressed are you with the run LeBron's been pulling off without Tristan Thompson, no Isaiah Thomas, Schumper, Derek Rose, all these guys in and out of the lineups. Now they're second place, 21 and eight. And do you think that this is only going to help them in the long run? And could the young Lakers potentially get to the playoffs? I mean, we were dissing them, but you know, they're what the 13th seed right now or 12th seed. They're not that far out. So playoffs, no, for the Lakers, but they also need more talent on that team. You know what will end up saving this draft is Kyle Kuzma. Look, I think Lonzo Ball is special. We talked about this off air. We said at the worst, in a worst case scenario, he's Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's third in the NBA all time in assists. That's a pretty good career. Even yeah. if he's if he's hampered offensively, like you said, a rookie averaging forget about his points for now, because points are sexy. But apparently. People tend to forget assists are sexy too. They lead to points. So assists and rebounds, plus he's active with his hands, seven and seven is very impressive for a rookie. Alonzo oh, wow. Ball will be fine. I think he's special. I saw him at Madison Square Garden a couple of nights ago. He's really good. But you know what? Kyle Kuzma, like you said, will be a fixture on that team for 10 years. Yeah. So that is great. He pushes Julius Randle and, and some of these other guys to the bench. He's nice. So, so having said that, the Cavs on, in the Eastern Conference, you know what? This doesn't tell us anything. We know who LeBron is. Everybody knows who he is. It's all about getting healthy. And it's but in his about 15th getting, season, Ray, he's having like his best season. It's kind of scary. I don't want that. I, you know what? I, but I don't want that in December. If I'm a Cavs fan, just chill, relax. Start taking some No, he's playing off. he's leading league in minutes. You're right. He he needs to slow down. What you want is Isaiah Thomas to get healthy. You need somebody to give LeBron a break, just like Kyrie did. So so this is almost I don't want to say fool's gold, but this is this is too much effort. They can win at any seed, right? Like the Houston oh, yeah. Rockets in their back to back season one out of the fifth seed in the West, right? They can win at any seed. So so don't necessarily go for the number one seed and burn LeBron out. You can beat Boston at home. Doesn't matter that in that you know in that series. So get your one, two, three seed, but keep LeBron healthy. Limit his minutes. You know, totally it's good agree. to get them out of. It's good to get them out of the funk, though. They were in a little bit of a funk where they were like, all right. Oh, and now they're just rolling, right? But now so real quick, rolling, though, yeah. real quick, we got to touch on two things real quick before we bounce. The Houston Rockets, Ray, 22-4. and four. Harden, probably, you know, him and LeBron, maybe one, two. You know, you could throw in Boogie Cousins, some other people in the MVP conversation. But how impressed are you now? Because not only are they setting records for threes, they're so efficient. 22 and four, and Chris Paul, it's working out really nicely. What are they, 12 or so, 13 and one since he's been back healthy? So, They're a question and a off. comment. The question is, does this translate to the playoffs? And the comment is, we need to start giving James Harden a lot of credit for modifying his game, and we yeah. need to start giving Mike D'Antoni credit for being a special offensive-minded coach. I mean, other than what happened in New York, which is a fiasco, I mean, he is really reinventing offensive basketball in the NBA. Now, granted, he had Steve Nash, 
and he has James Harden, but other coaches did too. And this guy is creating efficient offense and getting people who otherwise would be average players to really buy into his system and play exceptional basketball, especially on the offensive side of the uh, I will say this in terms of what you said about the playoffs and is this sustainable and all that, the threes are, right? But what's different, right, defensively, look at Clint Capella. Look at Luke Mbute Mbute. Look at P.J. Tucker they brought Mbute, right? Um, P.J. Tucker and Trevor Reza. They legitimately have four defensive dogs that they didn't have. They had two of those guys last year, but Luke and, and, and P.J. are two new guys who are wing defenders. I think that makes them a little bit more dangerous. Maybe it's game seven against the Warriors and then anything could happen. But I don't think the Warriors will be sweeping the Rockets or anything like that because they can score too many ways. And Chris Paul is is really getting these guys better three-point shots. You know what I mean? It, it's really nice to watch. Even better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm just happy Kawhi's back, Ray. You know, that's good to see, too. So Even yeah, though they lost. Right? So, that's all right. He'll need some time to get back. But – yeah, this, this is great. We'll talk much more NBA as we turn the yeah. calendar into January. Football's going to start, unfortunately. Football's going to start to fade. Oh, it's the last three off. weeks. And don't forget, Saturday, tomorrow, we have a double hitter. And college bowl games are starting. But we'll start to give you college bowl picks when it gets to the serious, you know, the big ones. You know, and some of the, you know, kind of big ones. So, enjoy the All right, weekend. so have a great Sports weekend. We'll see you on the flip side. We'll definitely be talking playoffs because the playoff picture will become hopefully a lot clearer after the weekend. And, and let's root for Lamar week. Miller and Jordan Howard, Big Ben. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Maybe, maybe do, do Ray? Do, do I go Jarvis Landry or Cooper Cup? That's the question. Oh boy, I would Jones say Jarvis. Junior. I would say Jarvis Landry on a PPR situation, but Cup. If you're going to score touchdowns, this kid Cup, right, with all the attention around, he seems to sneak out there and, and get his get his numbers. And then do you believe in Marvin Jones Jr. against the Bears? Bears are a tough defense, so I would stay away from Marvin Jones Jr. That's I think that uh, Golden Tate would probably get more than, than – uh, and I don't know that the Bears are giving up that much offense anyway. That's a good point. All right, well, everybody enjoy the weekend. Good luck in your fantasy leagues and just uh, enjoy your family. Happy holidays. I hope, you know, you're enjoying celebrating Hanukkah. Christmas is coming. All the good holidays, good food, family, and friends. Be safe out there. We are out. We're out. Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.